stations are tuned in to. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any materials produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, ParanormalBuzzRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. beautiful people and welcome to into the abyss with peggy gypsy it's me peggy <laughs> i always wanted to say that it's me peggy <laughs> um guys so as you know it is a pre-recorded episode so it is for us it's friday but when you guys listen to it it is saturday which is technically happy halloween that's when all the halloween parties are happening all the events and one of the reasons why it is a pre-recorded episode um i will be tonight at the statler city for the witch's ball which is an annual halloween party here in buffalo it's one of the largest here in buffalo and mysterious journeys we will be doing the mini ghost hunts so it is going to be fun and we're so excited to be there this is going to be our second year there and um yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I hate skipping some weeks when I don't do the show. And when I come back and do it, it makes me so happy. So, yeah, so excited. Oh, my God. I'm so excited because I keep seeing my guests. We're doing a video a Skype. So I keep seeing her face and I just keep smiling. Um, shout outs to Colorado Paratech. They're my sponsor. They're amazing. They have amazing equipment. So make sure you check them out on Facebook, Paranormal, um, sorry, Colorado Paratech. My second sponsor is Crescent City. Conjure is an amazing, amazing shop down in New Orleans. So please, if you're down in New Orleans, make sure you go in, say hi. They have awesome, awesome hoodoo stuff, spells. They do tarot readings. I mean, it's just one of the best shops down there in New Orleans. They're located in the French Quarter. And yay, it's almost time for the guests. But one last thing is, 
guys, if you still haven't bought your tickets for Christmas with the Tennessee Ray Chasers, make sure you go to the website. There is a link to purchase tickets. We are almost sold out for the event. We have two tiers. We have uh, VIP, which you will be getting to the event an hour prior than general admission. And we have a lot of goodies for the VIPs. Yeah, and it's going to be, you know, Christmas cookies. We're going to have uh, Christmas pictures with the boys. I still need to buy them their sexy, sexy shirts. <laughs> So what I'm thinking is, I don't know if it's going to be micro Chris. One is going to be like a sexy Santa and the other one is going to be the sexy elf. So I am buying their shirts like three sizes too small. So ladies, you welcome. Okay, now let's get to our guest. She is my friend. She is amazing. We're going to be doing some collaboration in the future. We have a couple stuff planned out that we cannot talk about at this moment. <laughs> We're not allowed to. And yeah, it is Psychic Medium, Charlotte Grace. Hey, Charlotte, what's going on? Hey, Peggy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! I'm so excited you're here. Finally, we've been trying to schedule and our schedule's <laughs> just been crazy on both ends. It has been crazy, but I would totally be amiss if I did not show up on this podcast. I am so blessed to be here. I'm so excited to speak with everybody. So thank you so much. Yay. So technically it is Saturday for them. So I know yes. you have an amazing, amazing Halloween party you're going to tonight. And what are you going to dress up as? So this year I decided to actually be something very different. I am going to be Poison Ivy. Yay! I'm a huge comic book fan. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm a very big comic book fan. I also, I usually go with something with my natural hair color every year, which is I have very dark black hair, as some of you may know. Uh, and Poison Ivy does not. She has very bright red hair. And I'm very <laughs> excited to showcase my new wig. <laughs> I know. It, it, the wig is great, you guys. I saw the wig. It looks I great. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be pictures later on my on my Facebook and such, which we'll talk about later. But very excited. And uh, yeah, Halloween is amazing. And I hope everyone I has amazing plans. I know it's going to be such a great night. So for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that, you know, there's going to be tons of parties and investigations. But for those of you who decided to tune in, I am very grateful that you guys are deciding to listen for an hour. And uh, so Charlotte, for the people that don't know you, because you are fairly new into the paranormal, can you just give them like a brief history? Like, you know, what is your background? What is it that you do and stuff like that? So they can kind of get to know you. Absolutely. So as some of you know, my name is Charlotte Gray Psychic Ghost Hunter, and I emerged into the field professionally very recently in terms of collaborations with folks, but I have been part of the paranormal community my whole life. I began seeing uh, spirits when I was six years old, and ever since I have been on a journey to find my place in the paranormal field and speak with, with uh, spirits, connect with other mediums, with ghost hunters, and to find my place in the field. And I've really found some amazing people and collaborated and uh, found some amazing projects. And um, so, so far, I've been able to offer services uh, with readings, psychic readings, and also um, home clearings, those types of things. And uh, now I'm I'm venturing into a lot of other things that I'm really excited about and have met some amazing people, including Peggy Gypsy. So 
Absolutely. <laughs> so now, what is your background, your like nationality, your background? Because you do mm-hmm. have like different features. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I am Scottish and Native American. Nice. So super, super pale because of the Scottish. And then I've got those high cheekbones and that long Native American hair and uh, couldn't be prouder to be part of both. And uh, a lot of people ask that question. And so to clear that up for people who've been asking, I'm Scottish and Native. Nice, nice. So, like, how did you get into, like, spells and things like that? Like, what was it that attracted you and what made you go that route? Absolutely. So, good question. I have been studying eclectic paganism since I was probably 15 or 16. And I would be, um, I would classify myself as, as a witch and something of a spellcaster. And I I started by uh, researching others that were already witches in the field, just going on YouTube, going on Google. Um, I found Flora Peterson. Um, shout out to Flora Peterson, who was known as Charming Pixie Flora. She got me into witchy things and spells and recipes and... Um, really got me into the ground roots of paganism and witchcraft and spells in general. And um, ever since, I have just been really obsessed with learning more and more about being a witch and witchcraft and incorporating that into the paranormal field, uh, whether it's on an investigation or, you know, with somebody who's my friend, something like that. So um, I just love every aspect of those things. So. Oh my god, I just saw something move in the back. So Is you there? guys, before we got on, on the call, <laughs> um, tell her, just, just so sorry to interrupt you guys, there is something behind her, and the funny thing is I just saw kind of like a shadow by her window, like where you have that mirror. Before we started the, com- you know, the Skype call for this episode, she told me that she has a, what is it, a haunted mirror behind you? Yes, so I have a haunted mirror. But not only that, I recently acquired a Last Rites box. Which, oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a Last Rites cross, which has holy water um, and everything that would be necessary for a priest to help somebody venture into the afterlife. And I collect religious items and such. So ever since I got the mirror that's on my wall, as well as the Last Rites box and cross from two different dealers... I have been experiencing some crazy stuff in my apartment. So there is a haunted mirror on the wall and that I obtained from a flea market up north in Maine. And um, I had it marinating, for lack of a better word, in salt and sage for a while. And now it resides on my wall where I thought it was fully cleansed. But Peggy's shaking her head and says, no. (laughs) (laughs) I told, I said, I am never coming to visit you. You have a lot of stuff in your house and they're all active. (laughs) She's like, why would you tell me that? (laughs) Like, Why don't I have any friends come over? Oh, that's why people don't go to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why. So I have been beginning to collect haunted items, but let's just say that it's very difficult to cleanse every object that you obtain, you know, yeah. and you can get a feeling and feel, you know, maybe the object is cleansed now, but it's not always the case. No, it's so, not. No. So, yep, there is definite, there's, there's several things in this apartment, which I know, and I've picked up on in my own personal investigations in my own apartment. So, 
Thank you for picking up on that, Peggy. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm just sitting here minding my own business, my own business and I see it just like a yep. shadow, by the way. I'm like, oh, great. Thank you for joining us, shadow. <laughs> they wanted to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to do their own debut. So, Charlotte, um, how long have you been a witch and how long have you been into the paranormal? Like, how long has your journey been up to now? I'm 27 years old, and I, I usually say my entire life I've been in the paranormal. Uh, it really started when I was six years old, um, when I started actually seeing entities, got my psychosocial evaluation done to make sure I wasn't actually seeing hallucinations clinically, came out clean. Uh, so it really was just a matter of... Uh, getting those psychological tests done and realizing that I was actually seeing spirits. Um, I've been a psychologist, social worker type of person my entire life, have degrees in mental health, and have been using those to help the living and the deceased my entire life. Um, in terms of paranormal investigations, I've been more into them in the last 10 years or so. been over 150 investigations, I would say. Um helping people and locations to to feel cleansed um but as we know it's it's never black and white and we all have you know struggles with the way that we use our craft and use our gifts and but it's been very enriching so far it's been a lot of lessons learned so oh yeah <laughs> there's definitely like you know especially coming into the paranormal aspect and just you know just the different peoples and characters and attitudes it is it's almost like you have to pay your dues and, you know, you're going to fall down with people and you're going to get pick up and you're going to meet better people. And it's just kind of like this revolving door until you find the people that you truly vibe with and that you can just truly trust and investigate and kind of share that aspect. But, you know, you are going to go through a lot of ups and downs with people in the paranormal because that's I just I feel like this is just the kind of business that we're in. Absolutely. And. You know, you you jive with certain people and you make a team. So there's a lot of paranormal crews out there. Some people go solo. Some people work well with a, with certain people. It's all about matching vibrations mm -hmm. with folks and knowing that, you know, on those vibrations, when you're matched, you can, you know, have a successful investigation, whether you find something or not. It's all about working with other people. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I've always been like me, my personally, I've always been, I've always called myself a free agent. I always yes. can bounce around. I can investigate with whoever I want to. I've never belonged to a group. And, you know, I don't want to belong to a group because I feel like you kind of limit yourself when you belong to a group. When you're a free agent, it's like you can just go anywhere, you know, you can investigate with whoever you want and everybody's okay with it. Exactly. That's exactly how I've seen myself, too. And we all search for for our tribe, so to speak, and our group because we want to fit in and have people supporting us in our paranormal adventures. And there always will be those people. But you don't need to ascribe, a, you know, you don't need to write your name in blood to a group. You don't need to yeah. sign a contract. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's a whole other spell entirely. Believe me, I've, I've, uh, so. <laughs> I've never, I've never even knew people in groups sign contracts. That's just insane to me because I've never been part of a group. I've just kind of been always doing my own thing. 
Yes, and that's and that's how you know, like, you know, being a leader by yourself, it does not mean that you're alone. It means that you're strong mm-hmm. and capable of holding your own projects together and also helping other people support their own mm-hmm. and giving advice to people who are new to the field. And I have met, you know, for you, you, for instance, Peggy, you are extremely strong and independent and have helped me realize what I can do on my own in the field. And I know I'm getting super emotional now. You're so sweet. <laughs> well, it's true. You have to realize that you don't know everything. Coming into the field, you can be a psychic medium your entire life, but it doesn't mean that you know how to work with others. And learning mm-hmm. the dynamics of how investigations work with technology, with psychic medium work, is very important to be humbled going into the field mm-hmm. and respecting those who have been in it longer and listening and learning, which yeah, I've I- done. That's yeah. true. I remember when I first started, I had, you know, the naive green attitude of, well, I'm a medium. I'm, you know, I'm a medium. I see spirits. I hear them. I can smell them. I don't need equipment. I have my own <laughs> equipment, you know, and it's kind of like that cocky attitude that just like one day just kind of humbled me because it's like, wait a minute, am I doing this for to gratify myself and feel so victorious that I can see spirits and communicate? Or am I doing this because I want to be part of something and I want to be part of the research and help people and help spirits? And that's when I kind of had to, you know, knock a couple pegs down and, and humble myself and say, you know what? I need to prove to people what is it that I'm hearing, seeing, feeling, and smelling. And that's when you bring the equipment in. It kind of like it's amazing when it backs up what you're saying and what you're feeling. So, you know, I'm that's I love it that you're getting, you know, into equipment and just kind of like technology because it is great to show people like, hey, this is what I'm saying. And look at that. It's just set it in the spirit box. So we just, you know, picked up an EVP or something. So I think that's that's great. Now, can you tell people how we met? I mean, not at the whole part, but because <laughs> let's just say there's a gag order, but <laughs> like technically how we met. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to remember now. Honestly, everything, let, going back to technology, everything starts with technology anyway. <laughs> exactly. So networking people, you know, the more that you network and get yourself on Facebook and on other places, non-sponsored, by the way, um, you know, the more that you put yourself out there, the more people that you meet. And so that's honestly where I started and just finding mutual friend upon mutual friend upon mutual friend on social media and was able to, you know, meet some amazing people and, you know, a you know, within that circle, within that social media circle, you just connect with certain people and that's how it happens. And you, you slip into each other's DMs for lack of a better phrase. (laughs) I think you guys for Charlotte and I, we were basically thrown into a friendship like (laughs) by, uh, (laughs) which I did not protest. (laughs) No, I mean, it was just amazing. It was like, okay, you may be traveling with this person for months and months and months on end. So you better get to know her. And we're like, oh, okay. I guess we all have to get to know each other if we're going to be on the road, which is, it's exciting, you know? And then you just talk about what things that can happen and you just kind of bond. And it's, I think it was just, it was great how all that happened. Yeah, no, it's great. And I think that there's a lot of reservations you have meeting new people and the opportunities that you have in front of you. And, 
you know, if you, you think you're going to spend a lot of time with somebody wanting to get to know them. And personally, I am such a, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. I just, I'm a fan of everyone in the field and I, I research them and I just really take into account all of the experience they have that I can learn from. And not only that, but I'm like, I want to be your friend. I'm a fangirl also, and I just want to know more about you. <laughs> and support you. I know. I know that sounds cheesy and, and whatever, but, you know, there's there's a lot of competition in the field. And for me, I'm like, there really isn't. In my eyes, I just want to be better. And yeah. if somebody else has more experience than me, I want to learn from that. And if a friendship blossoms, that's incredible. And, you know, if I'm annoying, then I'll, I'll, <laughs> then I'll probably be told that, but <laughs> I will try oh to make God. friendship happen first. So yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love to, to learn and I love to make connections. I'm a people person and uh, just absolutely adore the work that other people have done and learning from that and using that to help other people. So, so yeah, thank you, Rachel. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. She was the one that put us all together and like, yes, okay, Rachel. you know, girl power, girl power Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is guys. If you like know how, for those who know me, know I'm, you know, huge Disney fan. And I'm like, you know, if you see us together, we're like, it's hilarious. We're just so opposite, but it's still, we just blend well together. That's the crazy <laughs> thing about you and I. Oh, totally. And like, I, I literally, uh, people are so surprised when they meet me in person. They're like, you are so strange. <laughs> you are so weird. And you look so scary on social media because I do come off as very serious. But in in the end, I love to joke. I love to have fun. Uh, I love Disney. And yes. uh, yeah, I have such a soft side. I am such a sympathetic, empathetic, like s sappy person. <laughs> She is. She is, you guys. She really is. She's not as tough as she looks in her pictures and no, social no. media. It's like whatever you see on those those pictures is it's just it's not her. Like once you get to know her, she is the sweetest human being and so humble and so kind and oh, she's very, you. very sweet. Even though she listens to metal music. I don't know about what's that about. <laughs> I'm a metalhead, I'm a symphonic metal opera singer, and I love everything brutal and heavy, but at the end of the day, I just want to sit on the couch and watch Lilo and Stitch, and then go to bed. Yes. <laughs> so. yes. so now let's get to the fun part, love spells. Love spells. I know there's so many people out there who are just, you know, wanting to find love, and and when they find it, it's about keeping the love that you find it's just you know I just feel like I'm a little older than you so like when my time when I was younger to date it wasn't the way it is now that there are so many options I mean you just pick up your phone and you swipe left right and whoever you want to mm -hmm. be with which is to me that's crazy that's insane and it's you know so it's like for the people who are out there who are just hopelessly romantic and old-fashioned or 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 you know they could be progressive thinking they just want to find love but like what are things that they can do with love spells and you know friendly stuff that they can do to kind of attract that in their life that is a wonderful question regarding love 
And um, I just want to preface by saying I myself went through a serious heartbreak almost exactly about a year ago, a little bit under. But uh, exactly what you were saying about the apps, you can download every single app and you can swipe, you can, you know, I, I don't even know. So I have never myself, this is a genuine, honest truth, I have never myself experienced a love app or a relationship application and but i know that that's the quickest way that people think that they can find love however there are alternatives and the way that it starts is with i know this sounds cheesy or cliche (laughs) but it really starts with self-love it starts with self-care self-love and figuring out Okay, how do I nurture my heart? How do I, especially after a breakup or when you're beginning to venture back into the dating scene or when you're asking yourself, you know, why haven't I found the perfect person? It's really looking inward and being introspective and saying, you know, what do I deserve? What do I feel like? And how can I promote that love for myself and then put that out into the universe? And so a lot of the advice that I give folks who ask me um, during tarot readings, during general readings, or just, you know, friendly advice, um, I'm a, a huge advocate for crystals and gemstones in terms of a physical manifestation of love or a physical representation of love. And uh, a lot of people know, but some don't, that uh, rose quartz is absolutely huge for promoting self-love. And I have a huge rose quartz in front of me right now. Let me see. Let me see. (laughs) Let's see. see. It looks like a chicken breast. (laughs) Oh, that is pretty. Yeah, it's actually just a large pink stone. Some people might be familiar with quartz, which is very clear or very white looking. Mm -hmm. This is a pink pink stone yeah so this is pink quartz rose quartz and so this type of stone works from within and you know develops outward so that you begin to find your inner love and connect that with your outer intentions because it's all about your intentions Mm -hmm. and that kind of goes with you know, if you're going to do a love spell, you're not able to control anyone else and control anyone's actions, of course, but you're able to promote your positivity and love out into the universe with stones. And there are a lot of different options to connect your heart chakra and your sacral chakra to your intentions in the world. Nice. Wow. So what about for those people who do have the self-love and, you know, but they're afraid to be heard again, afraid to be vulnerable again? I mean, there's a lot of people that you know and that, you know, that mm-hmm. it's just so afraid to admit that they are interested in somebody or to admit mm-hmm. that, wow, I really do like this person, but they're so afraid to take those steps. Like, what do you recommend for that? Very good question. So that goes along with, you know, a little bit of self-love. And first of all, I recommend buying, I know this sounds strange, (laughs) but we, (laughs) I love to start sentences with that. (laughs) It's going to sound strange. I'm like, oh, Lordy. I know this sounds strange, but you want to start 
feeling your own pheromones and feeling your own scent in a way so that you can feel that vibe when you're around other people. And let me explain a little bit better than that because that sounds very vague. So I use essential oils and perfumes. This seems a little bit materialistic or, you know, outside of the inner love, but this is really what's helped me kind of get my groove back after, um, you know, I went through a heartbreak was I bought uh, an oil and I have it right here. What is it? What is it called? Uh, so this isn't, we're not sponsored by them, but this no, is by they're Bar- not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> this is called, <laughs> I get really embarrassed when I talk about this, especially at work, but it's called lick me all over. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. not, it's not edible. <laughs> so please, please totally. note that disclaimer. <laughs> um, it's just got a blend of things that are amazing. I'm a huge advocate for essential oils in terms of health and beauty anyway. And this has an amazing combination that every single person that I talk to is like, what are you wearing? You smell so amazing. So that's just that alone. If you dab a little bit of your favorite oils on your scent spots, on your wrists, on your neck, behind your ears, that will give you a little bit of a boost of confidence to get some actual outward uh, input on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we all want to be complimented at the end of the day. Like, it's not a selfish thing to want to have that feedback from other people, you know, that you that you smell good. That's yeah, just a you smell nice. <laughs> sensory experience. Not You're only saying that. And it reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen it because you're younger than me, but there is a movie called Love Potion Number 9. Love Potion Number 9. <laughs> so you're saying, she's like, oh, my, people told me I'm, I smell so good. And I'm like, oh, my God, it could go really bad. Like, Love Potion Number 9. I just thought of that. <laughs> I was like, this could go really bad. We're gonna, it's the best. Guys, if you, I mean... Love Potion number nine. If you've never seen it, Google it and definitely you have to watch that movie. Yes. So that's amazing. I love that movie. And honestly, there are cautions when it comes to love and love magic, of course. But it really starts with yourself. And that was a little bit more, you know, towards the self-care, self-love avenue. But you can incorporate those oils that you associate how you feel loving or sexy with yourself. You can put those into your spells and rituals. Now, getting more into the spell avenue, uh, you know, so Peggy, what color would you associate with love? It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. Let me close my eyes. When I think <laughs> I'm of love, just this once, I, promise. I know this is so weird. When I think <laughs> of love, I see the color purple. Purple. Okay. I was That's hoping to say that. That's amazing because there are so many uh, spell books and, you know, if you Google love spells online, they'll all say you should use red because it's a color of passion or you should use green because that's a heart chakra color. But really, the, the color of love is whatever color you associate with love, truly. So don't worry. Like, if you've got a purple candle, use the purple candle if that's what you associate with love. So if you have that candle handy, you would light that, you would put on whatever perfume, whatever oil that you love, that you associate with love and attraction, 
and you would focus your intentions on your ideal partner. Now, now this guys, is all- this is not for you to, you know, become obsessed with a person and be like, I'm going to light a condo for John right. Smith. John Smith. I mean, if you're going to do something <laughs> like that, I hope you do know if the person likes you back. And then you're just yeah. trying to break those fear barriers that can lead to, you know, you don't want to be rejected, but you do like them and you know they like you. Don't be obsessive over John Smith. <laughs> Especially from Pocahontas, but that's another issue. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yes, so listen to Peggy about that. So, yeah, there's no magic potion that's going to make somebody fall in love with you. You can't create a voodoo doll. That's, that's what going I was going to make- say. Wait, 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 wait. Because now if we're going to get into voodoo, hoodoo, Greek Greece, now there's certain things. But we will talk about stuff like that in January. Exactly. I'm <laughs> not not now. And I don't want to incorporate a culture of witchcraft that I don't fully understand into my own practice because there are so many different things and cultures that go along with witchcraft and every single one of them is precious and should be understood and respected in their own cultures. And I think that, you know, in terms of the agape Greco-Christian term for love, you know, love is the highest form of love and charity And that means that you cannot control it. You cannot, you know, force it. You cannot have it be something that would be one-sided. So any type of love spell that you're doing with your special color that you associate with love and your perfumes and your herbs, this all has to be done in, in the context of respectful love because you respect yourself. So you respect that the universe is going to provide you with the partner or partners that you choose to take care of the rest of your life and not just you being taken care of. That sounds amazing. That's, <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like when people think, I mean, now if we're going to talk about voodoo, hoodoo, which we will, you guys, we'll have a, an amazing episode coming up from my one-year anniversary. I'm going to have San Elias. He is a hoodoo priestess. He is going to be my anniversary episode because he was my first episode so bringing him back but you know that's something else that we could talk about when it comes to spells but these kinds of spells are you know because when people think spells they think like oh i like john smith and you know i'm gonna get him it's crazy you know when people think about spells they don't think about that the other person also you have to have that connection it has to be both ways Exactly. And that's kind of, you know, to there's a difference between, you know, what people call white magic and black magic and whatever. And, you know, there there is no color to magic. It really just has to do with knowing that your, uh, you know, your love spell has to start with positivity and everything that's positive will come with, you know, attracting the soulmate that you desire through being a good person yourself and not selfishness. Send because me someone who loves Disney. No. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. And you know what? That, and that's okay. And that's absolutely okay, though, Peggy. Is like, Send me a handsome tattoo guy <laughs> who loves <Yes>. Disney. <laughs> Honestly. And you know what? This is something that I've learned, you know, through my my psychological training too is like write down a list write a list of 10 
things that you look for in an ideal partner and make that part of your spell. Fold that piece of paper up with that those 10 traits. Put them in, you know, a little bowl, a fireproof bowl, because we're about to do a fire-releasing spell. <laughs> and <laughs> if you so choose. And really focus on your intentions. It's all about your intentions. And, you know, through the initial self-care, which, you know, for example, I like to do a really self-romantic bubble bath and that means just like getting your oils getting your candles getting a nice bath bomb and just really nurturing yourself and having that be the start of a ritual it really can be just whatever you view as a rebirth into romanticism because a lot of us have been scorned a lot of us have been hurt and we're trying to start anew and so if you want to do and you know a kind of like a baptism of yourself to romance a bath is a great way to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, from there, you can look more into the romantic spells, find your colors, find your ingredients, and just focus your intentions. And that's really all it takes. And there's no rhyme or reason to how it works. So what ingredients would you recommend the listeners? Like, what herbs can they get? Because most of the people, like, you know, they don't know. So it's kind of like if you could put, like, a little spell together for them that they can kind of use. Yeah, if I could put like a little spell kit together for a romance type of spell, I would put a red, a green, a purple, and a pink candle, and even a black candle. Because like I said, there's whatever color you feel like connects with your love is your candle color. And I want to emphasize that, but those are mine. And then, so for herbs, we have roses are very potent for love spells. Roses lavender and we've also got some chamomile so those three are jasmine as well so those things are really really good get a piece of paper get a pen or a pencil or whatever you want to use write down 10 things that you look for in a partner and then if you'd like to do a fire releasing spell all you would have to do is put those herbs with that piece of paper in a fireproof bowl light it on fire Make sure you don't burn your house or apartment <laughs> down. <laughs> Do not follow these instructions if you don't think that's going to work. If you want to use a different element because it calls to you more like water, you can submerge it in water. You can put it outside and have it float in the breeze like you can use air. You can cover it in dirt for earth, whatever you want. Meditate on those things and those intentions. You can even put oils in it. Again, non-flammable. Non-flammable, please. Non-flammable oils. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a witch. The witch's disclaimer is about the non-flammable ingredients. Um, <laughs> but it's it, truly, like, there are some textbook spells that you could follow about love. But in terms of what connects to you is going to be the most potent and the, give you the best result. Truly. Because you could love all colors of the rainbow and yeah. light every single candle in the spectrum, and that would be you, and that's perfectly fine. So that is that's true. That's true. It's that is not a certain way to do it. Just you know, whatever calls out, whatever color calls out to you, whatever herbs calls out to you. I think it's also about intent and your intention of why you're doing something and putting your energy into, you know, exactly what you're trying to do. 
Absolutely. Intention is everything. That's fundamental. And I can speak from personal experience back when I was first learning witchcraft when I was very young. I thought that, you know, if someone gets a part in a play that I wanted, I'll just do a binding spell. (laughs) And, you know, in those spells, you would have like almost like a voodoo doll and wrap yarn around them and be like, I bind you because I don't want you to have this experience. And then obviously that's awful and that's wrong. You'll be shocked. People are still doing that out there in our own community. Mm -hmm. People will do that. And you have to realize that that comes back to you threefold, even more so. You know, it'll come back to you tenfold. It's There's the universal law of three in, in the witch community that, it, you know, your intentions that you put out into the universe will come back to you threefold. But you don't realize that you are setting yourself up for disaster if you don't have good intentions. And you cannot trick the universe. You can say that you're your intentions are good all you want but if you if they're not then you can't trick the universe you have to be pure in your intentions and they have and it's okay for them to be selfish but they have to be good for everyone else involved in the spell Mm -hmm. it's okay to want things it's okay to have needs and wants but those have to be in balance with everyone else that's involved in what you're doing basically I agree, because it's so easy for people to see other people doing good and say, well, that should have been me. No, it wasn't your time. And that's when I see people, you know, every, you know, getting their shows or they got this promotion. I don't sit here and say, well, that should have been me. Why is it them? I say, you know what? It's not my time. My time will come. So I think it's almost like with spouses. So it's like, be careful what you're putting out there. Like, you know, that's why I don't like binding spells or like shut the, you know, F-U-C-K up spells and all these things. I just let nature take its course and it comes. Absolutely. And you know what? It's okay to be pissed and upset, if I may say so. Um, It's okay to be sad and angry at certain situations in life, but you have to realize that those feelings are so temporary and you don't want to feel those feelings more than that split second. So why would you promote that? Why would you put that into the universe? Why would you put that into a spell? That's not what you want. What you want is positivity. What you want is high affirmation that you are going to have a good life and a good partner or partners or whomever. So focus on that and take the time to calm yourself down after you feel upset and really focus on what you deserve and then put that out into the universe. And don't don't worry about what's been taken away from you mm-hmm. or what isn't present for you. And then you can start to make the things that you want present for you after that. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I see a lot of people online and this is like one of the things that bothers me. It's like, you know, when someone announced that they just had, you know, oh, I got a show. It's going to I'm so excited. You know, you always have those people that are almost like, well, it's not going to do great or it should have been me to have that show or, you know, and it's just so sad when you see that in social media. And it's just kind of like, ugh. Or yeah. like you post a picture of your new car and they, they'll be like, well, you should have gotten a different car. That car sucks. It's like, you know, it's there's so much of that negativity out there and that jealousy that it's I think it's sad. I'm not jealous of anyone. Um, you know who I'm jealous of? 
God. Who? God. Yes. He's, <laughs> yes. I'm jealous of God. God knows what he's doing. He's the best. He's my watcher. I, one day I hope to hug him when I go to heaven and give him a big hug and never let go. I'm jealous that I'm not able to hug him yet. You see, mm-hmm. that's, but to be jealous of another human, it's like, it's mm-hmm. so ridiculous to have that jealousy. It's so and ridiculous. We, we are constantly wallowing in our own human imperfection. So to look at somebody else and say, you don't deserve that because of X, Y, and Z or A, B, and C, you know, it really doesn't make sense because, you know, like I said, going back to the fact that I've only, you know, emerged into the paranormal scene professionally within the last few years. However, I've been in it all my life. I don't think that I deserve less than anybody, Mm -hmm. but I still humble myself and know that I need to learn things. But there will always be people out there who will say, like, well, you don't deserve this, this, and this because you're new. And that's a very black and white view Mm -hmm. of what experience is, you know. And people don't go deeper and say, you know, what have you been through? Yeah. You know, what's, you know, people have a very micro view of people's lives where they say, what's wrong with you? Instead of looking at the, entire aspect of your life and saying what's going on around you yeah and that's why you know especially with love and relationships and sensuality when you are learning about yourself it's really important to realize that everyone else is just as confused as you are (laughs) (laughs) everyone is just as confused and just as hurt And they use that pain in different ways. Yeah. And, you know, I I always, personally, I kind of, I feel like it's almost on a psychological level with myself that I forget the age of people because I don't feel different than others who have gone through pain. I feel like pain is so universal. It is. Even though it's so unique, I feel like it's such a shared experience that why would you want to put that on someone else? Why would you want to make someone else feel the way that you felt in that moment? Mm -hmm. But, you know, other people who like to, you know, promote pain will do that. And, you know, that's a shame. We can all really band together in our experience of emotional pain and use that to make something more beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I truly believe. Yeah. It's like, you know, by a certain age, doesn't matter what age, certain age after you've been hurt, it's it's almost like we're all damaged in different ways. Because what may be my heartache could be lesser than the heartache that you experience or vice versa. So we all have different heartaches. And I think it's about finding that individual who's going to make that pain. Pain is never going to go away. These are memories that are in print in our psyche. It's it's part of us. It's what's, It's made us who we are. But I feel like when it's all about finding that person, almost whose pain matches your pain. And it kind of just diminishes that. And then you're able to create beauty out of both people being broken and you know and that's when you build trust and all that stuff and I think that's what's important so many people see other people and they're like oh they're damaged they just got through a divorce oh they're terrible you know what I mean and now realizing okay but you've been hurt too so what's the you know there's no difference with how we all perceive and how we all experience our love pains (laughs) 
Absolutely. And pain is something that can bring us together or tear us apart. And I know that in Asian culture, if some type of pottery is broken, um, and you'll have to, you know, do more research on this yourselves, but mm-hmm. I believe it's Chinese culture, they will repair the porcelain bowl with gold mm-hmm. and it will be more beautiful than ever. Yeah. Even though it's, you know, perceivingly broken. It will be put back together with gold and it will be more beautiful than ever because that's honestly what we are, is we're fragments of what we've experienced. And if we come together, we can be more beautiful than ever. And I think that that is something that we can all learn. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to throw down our trust and, you know, be naive to things in the future. It just means that we need to love ourselves enough to give us a chance to love again and to feel like we deserve love again because we do get down on ourselves and we do listen to the negative feedback from other people, you know, from, from the love, from the love rituals and the dating rituals and and everything that's (laughs) (laughs) everything that's out there in life for us with, I'm basically meaning apps. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, it's like, how can you decipher with like, who's being honest, who's being real? Because there's, there's just so much. I mean, people, I mean, social media itself, Facebook, people are sliding into your DMs, sliding into this one and that one and this one. And it's like, how do you, how is it that you can decipher like, who's being honest, who's just bullshitting? And like, it's just crazy how... Love, ha- love was meant to be something beautiful, uniting two souls together and building a life. And it's become what is love now is situationships. There's no longer mm-hmm. relationship. There's situationships. And it's just kind of like, where do, when do we lose love? Because I feel like it's lost. You know what? And I, I'm not going to even argue with that because, you know, I, I'm imperfect in terms of relationship stuff. And I, I do not know the exact formula that's going to create the perfect love spell and the perfect love relationship because I myself have been hurt. But all I know is that if you start with square one, which is yourself and realize that you cannot accept anything less than what you deserve, your first journey is finding your worth, knowing what you deserve And promoting that with every single individual that you come in contact with and not accepting anything less. But that's so hard because Mm -hmm. we crave companionship. We crave physical connection. We crave psychic connection, mental connection, emotional connection. And we just crave people. We crave somebody to crave us. Yes. And you said it right there. We crave someone to crave us. And that is true. And I think that's why... We settle for situations. We settle for people because all we want at the end of the day is a connection with somebody. And it's, and it's yeah, it's okay to have temporary connections too. It's okay to have those experiences where you're like, that wasn't love, but that was a connection. It's okay to experiment uh, as long as you're not doing it at the expense of your own happiness and your own sanity, for sure. But it's really all part of the way that you learn how to navigate the love ecosystem and you know everyone has their own love ecosystem it could could contain you know random hookups 
one night stands or contain, you know, long, long relationships like I've had in my life. You know, I was in committed relationships for, for 10 years total, five years each with two different partners. And, you know, that, that didn't teach me a whole lot about love. It just taught me a lot about commitment and how I was committed. But after that, I was completely lost. Yeah. And, you know, you need, you need time to nurture yourself and because you sacrifice so much committing yourself to somebody else. And if you look you know, introspectively and say, I'm doing this for me and I'm feeling good about it and this is nurturing me from the inside out, then that's how you really know it's love. But if you're saying this is nurturing me from the outside in, I don't know because that's not how I am love-wise, you know. Yeah. It has to be a spark within. But some people it can be a spark without and that's yeah. very cryptic sounding, but it's... There are just so many different ways that you can express love now. And I think that, you know, going back to that agape love, which, again, translates to the highest form of love and the only love that we can universally share that is unconditional, you need to feel that spark, whether it's inside or outside with somebody. And then you'll know that you can kindle that flame mm-hmm. and that it's real. Yeah. Wow, this has been a this has been an interesting, interesting show. I mean we're coming <laughs> we're coming almost to the end of the show and this has been amazing. So ladies, guys, you know, don't settle. I know it's hard out there when, you know, everybody has so many options and I feel like people no longer want to put in the work. It's like, okay, I'm messaging you for three days. What do you mean what do you mean you don't want to hang out already? I mean like how she said, write what you're looking for, put it down on a list, focus on what is it exactly that you're looking for. And don't settle. I feel like, you know, most of us, a lot of us, I've, I've, I've been guilty of this too. I'm not going to sit here like I'm this perfect. You know, you settle for situations, you settle for less than what you deserve because you, we are all craving a connection. We're craving that attention from someone. So yeah. Let's not settle no more. <laughs> no settling. No settling. That is your New Year's resolution, everyone. We're coming into the end of the year. Do not settle. That is your resolution for 2020. Yeah. Don't settle. Don't, don't settle. Don't message people and ask them what's their situation. Like, that happens to me a lot. Like, people don't, don't know <laughs> my personal life in social media because I, I keep my personal life private people don't know if i'm married if i'm single if i have a boyfriend if i'm engaged people don't know and that try i feel like my personal life should be private because that is for me exactly and i also want to shout out the asexual aromantic types out there too because love isn't necessary to have a fulfilled life however there are a lot of people who do need that in their lives and I, I fully believe that, you know, connections with folks really do enrich our lives. And if you don't want that, that's absolutely perfect and fine. And you are just as valid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you do have that romantic tendency, it's really difficult to go without. And we do settle. It's fine to experiment. It's fine to explore. 
but it's not okay to sacrifice your own happiness and mm-hmm. you know for for an experience that's going to hurt you down the road yeah and if you feel any inkling in your mind in your psyche in anything about you if you have physical repulsive responses to something don't do it you don't have to do it you're not expected to do it and just know that the law of attraction is going to bring both good and bad people into your life because there's always a balance of good and bad that's true you're going to attract the good things and the universe is going to test you with the negative things with the things that are the yin and the yang Mm -hmm. it's always going to be the bad people who are seeking out that functionality and that positive energy that you give out, they will try to feed off of. So be just as careful to notice that not everything being thrown at you is positive. Yeah, that's what I tell a lot of people. I'm like, you know, be careful because I feel like men and women in general, um, they'll be like, oh, this person likes me. I'm like, do they like you or do they like the way you feed their ego? That's a big difference. If someone only reaches out to you because they're bored, they're lonely, they have a little bit of downtime, is it really someone that's interested in you or is it like, hey, let me message you because I know that you are a good person and I know that you're going to feed my ego. So it, people have to be so careful when it comes to that. You know, like don't feed someone's ego. Correct. If that's, if that's all that they're looking for. Correct. You have to ask yourself, is me soothing this person soothing me? Exactly. And if that's not the truth, then cut it off. You All you have to do is ask yourself those fundamental questions. Is this for me doing this to somebody else? Is that helping me? And that's not selfish. That is self-preservation in the most loving way. And it takes a lot of courage to love yourself. Just do not forget to love yourself fundamentally at the end of the day. If you can nurture yourself and hug yourself, do good things for yourself, eat good food, write in your diary, give yourself a bubble bath, do your taxes, whatever self-love. <laughs> that is not self-love. <laughs> coming up in April. <laughs> that is not self-love. <laughs> Remind everybody. Pay your taxes. <laughs> do your homework. Do your schoolwork. Do yeah. your work. Just, you know, loving yourself on every level is just so vital. It is so fundamental to loving anyone or anything else. It doesn't mean selfishness. It doesn't mean self-centeredness. It means that you have the strength and the capacity to make someone else feel like they're your whole world. If you feel like you have completed everything you need to in yourself... You can make somebody else feel like they are just floating amongst the stars. Not to be poetic, but it's true. You know, just really love yourself and know that, like, love is out there and love is all around us. And you have to promote it to get it back. You have to. That's true. What do you recommend for people who are interested in you know, learning about witchcraft and learning how, you know, if they feel like, wow, this is a path that I want to take. I want to become a witch. Like, what do you recommend that the steps are? You know, do they get a mentor? Like, how does that, how does that work for people who are interested in paganism and witchcraft? If you are interested in witchcraft or paganism, honestly, get in my DMs, first of all, but also 
I would, I started with looking at literature, looking at books. Go to your Barnes and Noble, go to your Books a Million, wherever, non-sponsored, go wherever you can get (laughs) Amazon non-sponsored, go wherever you can find books, get your, uh, Silver Raven's Wolf non-sponsored, um, uh, Book of Matt, uh, Book of Shadows, sorry, or your Buckland's Book of Witchcraft, go to the fundamental books that will tell you everything you need to know about the fundamentals of witchcraft. If you go to any bookstore or any website, it will tell you how to get books on witchcraft. And that's where you can learn the history, going back to, obviously, our sisters in Salem, and the the ritual, which whether or not you decide to do rituals in your witchcraft uh, line, you need to respect and revere the way that rituals have been done in the past and why they matter and what they're for because we can't do them without understanding the struggles and what they mean so it'll give you the fundamentals look at books look at websites and if you have questions try and look in your local community i know that witchvox.com used to be a place where you could find local uh, pagan groups and covens. I myself joined a couple of covens back in the day and learned a lot about ritual. Um, It's all very ritualistic and, you know, not in a way where you see on TV where there's no sacrifices. I just want to put that out there. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) You know, just really do your research. And if you are really into learning about witchcraft, just know that it's okay to title yourself as, you know, a witch without being persecuted. And you certainly won't be burned at the stake. You will be grilled with questions for sure in some yeah. aspects of your life. But if you enjoy the ritualistic part of witchcraft, which is candles, bells, stones, herbs, etc., you know, just research as much as you can and look in your local community. Those are my two big pieces of advice. Okay, so we're about to close the show. So I usually let the guests kind of say, you know, their last advice, the words of wisdom. And then we'll go ahead and close the show after your words of wisdom. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Happy Halloween. And, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Charlotte to close the show tonight. And it's going to be her words of wisdom. Ooh, I'm on the spot here. She's okay. on the spot. <laughs> I love this. I do this every I put him on the spot. I love it. So first of all, my lovelies, happy Halloween. I am so excited to be sharing my voice with you during the spookiest time of the year, which I adore. I adore all of you, and I urge you to love yourselves now more than ever and know that you deserve love. And if you have any doubts... Just look inside yourselves and realize how beautiful you are and how beautiful I see you. And I really, really hope that you have a wonderful spooky season. And please continue to do everything that you love in life, no matter what that is. 